You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Jesus was in his own country at the time. He was in a place that was very familiar to him. In a place where where people knew him as a human. That's where he was at the time of of the text. If you'll notice, he went to to their synagogue, which is a place of worship. It was specifically a place of worship where the people came together to worship Jehovah, Yahweh, the one true God. That was, that's the place that he went to and notice he taught them. He didn't just want to learn them uh, some things. He taught them. Literally, to talk means to share in or to impart something. That's what it means. Breaking it down further, he fed them. He wanted them to have what what he had. And so he gave them a share. He fed them. And you know Jesus was was, uh, big on believing that man should not live by natural food alone. But by every word of God. According to Matthew 4 and 4. So so he, he fed them, gave them something to eat, gave them a gift. And you know, according to James 1 and 17, when it comes to God's gifts, two things. Good, which means beneficial. And perfect. Perfect has to do with something that is essential for success. And so he gave them something beneficial and something that would help them be successful or productive in every aspect of life. 
Because you know Jesus, he, he didn't play it. He's going to give you something. He's going to give you exactly what you, you need. Y'all agree with that? And, and so he taught them, but notice they were astonished. They were astonished. He fed them and they were astonished. Now this is very important. One meaning of astonished is to be mentally stunned or shocked. And when you are astonished, it can go in a negative direction or it can go in a positive direction. As a free moral agent, it's going to be your choice. I said it can go in a negative direction or it can go in a positive direction, but it's going to be your, your choice. And so he taught them and they were astonished. Now, what happens is that they were not astonished to the point to where it, it caused them to receive what they were taught and go down a positive path. They were mentally stunned and they chose to go down a negative path. And because they chose to go down a negative path, you, you'll notice that they, they started being curious. Started speculating. And lastly, they started asking questions. Their mind was not on what he taught in the manner that it should have been. It wasn't no hallelujah, praise God, coming from his teaching. They, they, beca they became astonished again, which led to them questioning him or asking particular things. Let's consider, let's consider what we've already read in reference to what they started questioning. You ready? Latter part of verse 54. Where did this man get this wisdom? Wisdom, it, it, wisdom equates sayings. Where did he get these sayings? Where did he get these Sayings. Where did he get this wisdom and these mighty works? And mighty works is the Greek word deutimus, which means miracles. Where did he get these miracles? So folk life was being changed 
They witnessed that with their eyes, but they were still negative. Still negative. Had seen the mighty works, but was still negative. Sometimes we do that to ourselves. We know God be done blessed us, but then we start going through something else and we get we get to talking what we shouldn't talk. Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Then the next question, verse 55. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? And then for the second time, they question his divine origin and relationship. That's what they question for the second time. Because though they say, where then did this man get all these things? Notice in verse 54 was the first time they did it. Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty words? Now they are in a sanctuary where they worship Jehovah but their question is, where he get what he's talking about from? Where did it come from? Where in the world did it come from? They didn't see God, the Father of the Word in Jesus. They didn't see it. Now these are quote unquote worshipers of Yahweh. They came up on the Torah. First five books of the Bible. As well as the prophets. But, but they, are, they are trying to figure out where, where he get this stuff from. See because Jesus didn't just come with the ladder. He came with revelation. He used the word, but he spoke revelation to the point to where he was saying stuff that was beyond them. And, and, at, the, and at the time, they didn't have the mentality to, to receive. But again, they were questioning his relationship. Where do you get this from? Where do you get these things from? How in the world can pastors say, I'm going to get my healing? How in the world can pastors say, better is here? See, you, you have to watch yourself because you can start questioning Revelation as well. You, you have to really know your, your scripture. Just like you, you have to know in certain instances what God himself said uh, through the prophets. Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do unless he revealed his what? To his servants who? 
See, God, God will reveal stuff through the prophets. But if you're not in the place you need to be, you will start doubting or questioning what you should praise and embrace. They should have been praising God and embracing revelation because they 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 witness mighty works or miracles taking place same as us I mean in here you done saw miracle after miracle since you've been in God you not only heard better but you done seen better you not only heard about bigger, but you done seen bigger. You not only heard about how God would turn lives completely around, but you can be the first one step, step up and say, he changed my life. I know he real. And, and so they kept questioning him. And remember I told you they took, they took the negative path instead of the positive path. So, so let's consider what happened. Verse 57. First clause. I want you to help me read it. Ready? Read. So they. They got it funded at Jesus. They started questioning. Doubting. Wondering. Speculating. And then they got offended. At who? They got offended at Jesus. We got to break it down, though, because Jesus was giving them truth. He was sharing with them what he possessed and what he was. John 14 and 6 Deems Jesus the truth. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. So Jesus revealed to his disciples, I am the truth. And we know according to John 8, 31, 32 in part that the truth will make you free. It'll cause the miraculous to happen. It'll cause you to change for the better. It'll turn your situation completely around. It'll do for you what no pill can do. What no surgery can do. What no doctor can do. But you can't doubt a question. Truth. You have to embrace it and praise it. I said you have to embrace and praise truth. But they were offended by Jesus of the truth. What does it mean they were offended? They got mad. They started disagreeing with what he had been saying. 
they start having a problem with, with him. They were offended. They got offended with the wrong person. I said they got offended with the wrong person. Let me show you, let me show you one reason why. Uh, same book, the book of Matthew. Let's go to chapter 11. Y'all okay? Matthew 11. And let's consider verse 6. Ready? Jesus said, and blessed is he or she who is not offended because of me. They were offended and therefore they missed their blessing. He could not bless them because they were offended. He could not do what he really wanted to do because they were offended. You ever read that little verse, uh, Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ saying, Don't ever get offended at Jesus because you received the same thing right here that they received. They, they were offended and they couldn't get that blessing. You're blessed when you're not offended by him. But when you're offended by him, you get the antithesis of being blessed, which is cursed instead of getting God's favor you don't it's just that simple instead of getting his healing you don't instead of receiving a miracle you don't now I want you to understand this, this was not everybody in the synagogue but it was enough of them to wear when you read the text, it's as if nobody was happy about Jesus coming back to his own country. That there were folks that, that got that miracle, but it, it was just some uh, or the majority seemingly that they just were offended by his, his teaching. You know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It, it's some folks ju just do not believe that God wants you to prosper. There are folks that just don't believe in divine healing, divine miracles. They don't believe that if you give, it'll be given until you good measure, press down, shaking together, and running over. They don't believe that God can reverse a medical diagnosis. But he can but you have to understand when, when, when you talk about miracles and blessings in some circles, you're you offending folk. 
They just don't believe what you're talking about. When you tell folk that it was God that blessed you with your house, blessed you with this, that, and the other, they look at you like you done lost your mind. Even though the Bible says very plainly, without him, we can do nothing. Not one thing. You mean not one thing. But there are people that when you start telling them how God is blessing you, they, they ain't going to shout with you. They ain't going to amen you. They ain't going to hallelujah what God is doing. Be, they are going to become offended. Y'all holding on? These were churchgoers. He showed up at their church, their synagogue, their place of worship. Offended in church. Very sad. Got to go home and say to your neighbor, this never needs to happen to us. As long as it's according to the word. Your will be done, God. I'm glad y'all are repeating it, but I, I didn't tell you to repeat it. You, you have to be to the point to where you're you going to believe everything that God, God says. And when unbelief comes against you, you're just going to fight it and keep saying, he will heal me. He will deliver me. He will cause me to prosper. Maybe not on my timetable, but he'll do it. How many believe that? And, it, and it's a fight. It's a fight. Sometimes to hold on to what you believe in God for, but you have to be willing to do whatever you need to do to hold on to your confidence and your faith. That's the reason Hebrews 10 and 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, whose confidence? Yours. You got to have hope. You got to have persuasion. You got to have a knowing in you that is going to take place. It's going to manifest. And it will. I done been doing this long enough to know that, that, that God will honor your faith. And some of you, you done been under the word long enough to know that God will honor your faith. You may be tried. You may go through this, that, and the other. But he will honor your faith. He will do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or think. He may not show up on your timetable. But he will show up and do exactly what he promised. Second Corinthians 1 and 20 is real. All of the promises of God in him are. And. But they got offended. They got offended. They got offended. Don't ever allow something to offend you. When you've been praying and waiting on something and it ain't happened, but then you look around and, and two, three folks getting theirs and, and you, you start to wonder and question. Don't do that. You just praise God by letting you see that somebody done got what you are next in line for. If so-and-so got hers, you are next in line. Or, or you are next. 
your necks. Or it won't be long before God does likewise for you. He's no respecter of. Don't ever think God won't bless you. He, he, got, he got special picks. No, God honors faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You got to believe him. You got to believe. And most of this year, I, did, I, did, I, I, I limited what I was going to do because I wanted to make sure that I preached and taught to the point to where God's folk would become mature. Didn't even let, didn't even let a lot of folks in to minister because I didn't want nobody getting up, messing up what God had ordained for me to do. You understand what I'm saying? So you should be in the place by now to where you trust the God of your salvation despite what you're battling, despite what you're going through. There should be an, an amen in your being. There should be a hallelujah in your being. There should be in you joy in the midst of your trouble. You should have the mentality even when you're going through a fiery trial, that God is still going to do it. You are no longer a baby. And I know some of you are because you're just getting saved, but I'm talking to some of y'all who've been here for a while, but, but you, you had your little babyish thing, even though you were here for a while. That should be over. You should not be getting offended by the word. You should embrace it even when it steps on your toes. You should thank God. God, I thank you for straightening me out because it's going to help me receive my better, my bigger. It's going to turn my situation around. It's going to cause my blessings to come not just from the north, south, east, and west, but from seven directions. Let's go a little further as I get ready to close. Notice this. Let's go back to uh, Matthew 13. Now they were offended, but then Jesus said this to them. He said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Basically, what he was saying is, in reference to him, they wouldn't receive him as a prophet. Now, of course, it was prophetic saying, basically, that the same thing would happen to others that, that spoke a word that some would just not honor it or honor the person. But notice, a prophet According to 2 Corinthians 20 and 20b is linked to whoever hears the prophet or is under the prophet is linked or connected to your prosperity. Let me just quote the verse. 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, the latter part. 
Believe the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. A lot of your prosperity, well, your prosperity in one sense is going to be linked to you receiving what God revealed from your prophet or God's prophet and walking in it. That's what's going to determine your prosperity in one sense. And see, Jesus, Jesus said, basically, they didn't receive it. Now, not, not all of them, again, I want, I want to put emphasis on that. Not all, but just seemingly the majority. And I'll tell you why the majority, because notice how he closes in verse 58. Now, he did not do many mighty works or miracles there because of their unbelief. So you see, he was limited because the majority were doubting. He did do some mighty work, but the majority was doubting. See, God rewards because of your, your faith. Going back to Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he who comes to him must believe that he, and that he is a reward of those that he couldn't bless them because they were offended. They were offended to the point to where they said, hey, I don't believe nothing he got to say. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't believe none of that. Look at that. He could not do many mighty works because of that what? Yeah, I heard what Pastor said, but that, hey, hey, that, that just ain't for me. I know what I'm going through. I know what's going on in my body. He can talk that healing all day, but I know I ain't going to get. That's unbelief. You have to receive if you want God to do it. Jesus could not do because of their doubt, their disbelief. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get a little hand praise.